Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Where Peter Is Live. I'm your host, Rachel Amiri, production editor at wherepeteris.com. This week, Mike Lewis, Melinda Ribneck, and I are joined by Jeannie Gaffigan, comedy writer, producer, and Catholic mom. joined by a special guest. We're joined by Jeannie Gaffigan. Hi, Jeannie. Oh, hi, Rachel. She's hi. a longtime friend and supporter oh. of the site. I guess long time. Hi, Mike. Oh, fair hi. hi, Melinda. Hi. <laughs> we also have Mike Lewis and Melinda Ribneck. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about what 2020 revealed about the church and maybe our families, oh, fellow Catholics, and divisions that we've encountered. And then also how we're moving forward through this emerging new normal, at least in the United States, um, as we work towards healing those divisions. By, by mothers, why don't we uh, start with the Hail Mary? So in the sure. name of the Father, oh, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless our conversation. Yes. And all of our viewers and listeners. Really, honestly. Like, honestly, all 14 of y'all. May God bless. Wait, do you count? We have 14? No, I we see 23 14. right now. That's, That's but that doesn't account. That only draws from some of the... I'm sure there are like 300 from somewhere else. Lies. <laughs> it's going up from rapidly, the future, though. The viewers from the future. It's the power of celebrity. That's something that L. Ron Hubbard did with the Scientology religion. Was able to exploit, you know, well-known... So, so me, because I'm here, they're like, the numbers are shooting up? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, you know, Teresa Zoe Williams had uh, Zach um, Mabry on her podcast recently, and he played Porky in the uh, Little Rascals movie when he was four years old. And I'm sure her rating shot through the roof. Oh, (laughs) and Teresa's actually watching right now. So, hey, Teresa, what's up? See, I gave you a shout out. What's uh, Teresa? What's the name of your um of, of your podcast? Up up after dark, sleeping sleeping up too in. Too late. Up too or, late with Teresa Zoe uh-oh. Williams. She's gonna tell us in a minute. Oh yes. Wait, she's she's watching. Yeah, yes. she's commenting I'm a right now. Fan. I'm a big fan, Teresa Zoe Williams. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Up too late. Everyone go. go subscribe. After to not during this yeah, show, she's though. been. She was on this stream before Jeannie was a couple weeks ago. We had she was on the All Mom, mom episode. episode. Yes, we had an All Mom episode earlier in May. That was delightful. She just fainted. Really? Yeah. What else? No. I just left right now and what was that on a different screen, like listening to the left. podcast? Yeah. No, I was yeah. like, sorry, I'm like yeah. listening to. Um, We're here. We're here it. for you. So you're back in New York in your New York City apartment, which I recognize from the dinner with the Gaffigans episode that you did last. You guys, I have to tell you, I don't want to. You know how I go on and on and on, so I'm gonna try not to do that. No, we love but, it. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. I love okay. So just so you know, so we've relocated out of the city to an undisclosed location in the woods, oh, okay. which is lovely by the way, but it's kind of like, you know how, well, moms will know this. So you know how, like, if you get an Airbnb or rent a house, I know you recently went to, to uh, Florida, Rachel, and I'm hoping you're in a hotel. Um, <laughs> we were in an oh, Airbnb. <laughs> okay. And if you're in an Airbnb, it's like the mom's version of like vacation. The word means doing dishes and laundry in another location. Right. So yes. the thing is, is that imagine this. So we get this like deal which, you know, I still love deals because I grew up very, I'm, I'm like, we are abundantly blessed, believe me. But I still am like, wait, is that on sale? Like, I'm still in yeah, that. I like, feel like that's the Milwaukee coming out too. Yeah, that's you're a Midwesterner. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean, there are bargain. people in Milwaukee who grew up not like that too. So, I mean, oh, okay. before we, sorry. Completely, you know, monolith. Milwaukee. No, I'm just, you know what? We're not going to start talking about that. I know what the kryptonite is for you, Melinda. So I can just, oh, no! no. but basically um, it never goes away, but there are definitely people like, you know, I don't know if it's Milwaukee or if it's just the fact that I'm always like aware. So anyway, we get this like amazing deal. Cause you guys know when you go to a city, what you get for your, space like the money per square foot is like ridiculous so uh-huh. whereas like a one bedroom in an apartment in manhattan will be like you could get like an eight bedroom mansion with a pool like elsewhere that doesn't have like you know a cool city by it so anyway we relocate into this gigantic house that is like three times the size of our apartment with like three floors a gigantic backyard with a grill like i've was in this apartment that I'm in right now when the city shut down. And also because I have, you know, I had comorbidities or whatever. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even go take out the garbage because we're in a building where there's people mm-hmm. and elevators and touching and potential like, and at that time they thought it spread on surfaces more mm-hmm. anyway. And my pulmonologist was like, you, you can't go on a ventilator again. It's not going to happen. So at that time we didn't know what was going on. So I was in, this apartment for four months with all my kids and the pandemic happened. And by the way, I'm very blessed. And I always apologize for complaining ever because I have nothing to complain about, but there's no outdoor space. And I have five kids and there are three of them are boys. Okay. No sports. And the pandemic started for us on the, I think the last day before a two week spring break. So there mm. wasn't school. Yeah. So was a little bit of like, it's 2 a.m. and we're watching a movie going on. And then there was a transition back to school that was just the same place, just with the TV off. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I went through this kind of like really challenging period of time where. Um, just to tell people who might not know who I am and be like, who is this loudmouth girl? Um, I went through this thing where I had a little um, brain tumor that was not little. And when I was removed, um, I had a lot of complications resulting from the position being on my cranial nerves. So I, bye sky. I've been, I'm just about to start complaining about something that literally did not happen today. But before, 
So I had a situation, if you read my book, where I was able to come back to this apartment and you know where you know all of my five kids were raised and be in a hospital situation. So I had like machines, like I had a nurse, I had beeps like that. That was my door. Um, and I had a tracheotomy, I had tubes and everything. So I had people helping me all the time, mm -hmm. right? I couldn't even get up and go to the bath by myself. Mm -hmm. so as I transit got better and had physical therapy and all this stuff, I only let go of like necessary things because I still couldn't go pick up five kids at soccer or ballet and or whatever. So what would happen is that when the end of the day would happen or the end of the school day would happen, uh, I'd have like three or four different like NYU students go to different part, parts of the city, grab a kid and bring them home. So around dinner, I would have like six extra people in my apartment, like that aren't related to me. And I'd be like, okay, well, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to like just an hour of pay. Right. So I'd be right. like, okay. so Abby, you're going to um, lay out the uniforms and fit the, your, and so I was like running this little thing and this little production, right? Because I had people here. So anyway, that was going on. So I had like at dinner and cleanup, it was just like, and like, it wasn't like a lot of my kids doing the work, right? Yes. All of a sudden, we're in a situation where it's like suddenly those little leprechauns that like make all the beds during school and vacuum up all the crumbs. Like they were like under quarantine. They didn't come anymore. And I was like, okay, guys, we got to, you know, we got to gaff team Gaffigan here. Right. Yeah. And it was kind of like, like culture shock for my kids because they did chores, but they were kind of made up chores. It's like, okay, did you make your bed? It was like, yep. And there's like laundry in there. You know what yeah. I mean? And then they would leave and then I would make the bed, you know? Their so chores like, were ceremonial to, to instill were, respect yeah. right. for their elders. Exactly. It was yeah. just for That's like so responsibility and getting your like fake allowance. Mm -hmm. So like kids so might, you know, really, are we sending our kids to the store? To, what are kids having money for? Maybe you guys are, but I'm not. No, no, no. My my kids, yeah. the money, like they don't even really have a, they don't even put it anywhere. And it just sort of like winds up on the floor. In I the mean, kitchen. that's so funny. That's so yeah. funny. Can I say the other day, Pat, there was a $10 bill in my boys' room and they're like eight and nine. So I'm like, you guys, where's this to? Where the like, where'd you get this $10 bill? Because, you know, it's like a $10 bill like lying on the floor, right? And uh, Patrick's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I think that was uh, from the Tooth Fairy. What? It's like, <laughs> a generous tooth fairy. Like, oh. like, I, I never even saw a $10 bill when I was a kid. And you're yeah. throwing down the floor like it's garbage? Because but like, who's the Tooth Fairy? That's what, wait, like, was, like, Who's a tooth fairy? No, it was like from like oh, it like, had slipped out. It's like oh, he woke up one morning and like three weeks later, the ten dollar bill. No, it was like oh yeah, the tooth fairy came. Whatever, you know what yeah. I mean. And then it like went around, and it's like, uh, it's like they don't understand the value. Oh no, you know what I mean. But they're like, hey, can I buy a game on 
or my friend. You know what I mean? They, yeah. Different kinds yeah. of well, like no. So money. my son for for the Tooth Fairy, we we gave him the same Sacagawea golden dollar for every single tooth that fell out of his mouth. Like he just lost track of it. And it would just wind up <laughs> under the it's bed. Or... Amazing. I love, I mean, I wonder, but so you should read a book of tricks. Like we should pass the book for our Catholic Twitter. <laughs> but you guys are so organized. I don't think I've ever given my kids anything for the tooth fairy. Like, and they can't, they still like some of the younger ones still think it's a thing, but like literally they've never gotten anything because I'm not, like, I mean, we're, we're pretty haphazard. I wonder about like what's going on over there in the room. <laughs> what's I, not going on both together? Like the last time I was like, uh, I mean, actually, I wasn't on. I don't think I've ever been on. No, show. I don't think you've been on. I think we. No, I go to the after back. party. I watch it and I go to the after party. Yeah. I mean, yes. if you guys haven't been invited to the after party, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I've already got. But anyway, yes. the point is, is that Melinda's in there with a glass of wine. And I'm going, how the heck is the mama six at this seven. hour? I'm being called to dinner. I'm like, who the hell is making dinner for you? <laughs> I love it, gardener. I mean, it's amazing. And then, and they're, and they're still hoping that tooth fairy shows up someday. There's like, they do. and the thing is, is that I have like a mat, like I like, you know, being happy and like talking about happy stuff, like tooth fairies. So I'm so evil. I will still talk about it with them like it's a thing. And yet the thing never shows up because after you talk, you actually have to do something about yes. it, right? Well, does the kid even remember happened. to put it under the pillow? Like half the time we're, yes. I mean, my oldest I, son is like, like, I don't, like it just, things just don't register or I, I don't know, but it's just sort of like, hey, this, you know, you've had this like on your shelf for like, Three three days. Do you no. want to like get anything from the tooth fairy for it? Or <laughs> my kids are fierce and independent, and like we gonna make a buck today. So they will put their tooth under the pillow. There's I'm I kid you not. This happened a couple weeks ago. This child had his tooth under his pillow for like two months. I'm pretty sure it was starting to decompose. <laughs> yeah, my daughter, my seven year old, she for three days in a row, she's like, Mom, the tooth fairy forgot to come again. <laughs> I mean, these stories are so therapeutic for me. They're always like, oh my God, I'm the only one who, they're just like, my tooth's still here. Yeah, I promise you. It's like all of a sudden, it's like that that moment where someone's just like questioning like the existence of God and they're having right. a crisis and, and Santa like, and everything. No other parent has ever forgotten that their precious child tooth, and then we all do, you know? That's, oh my goodness. Okay. I can That's promise you, if you ever feel neglectful, just call me. You will feel instantly better about <laughs> yourself. Like, this is, do you want to hear, this is a Lewis household story right here. So we, 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 we are homeschoolers. Oh and, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm and, not and I've always been kind of like, I mean, I, I actually, we probably going to put our kids into school, all into school in the next, like not this upcoming school year, because we're like behind ball and we haven't figured it out but the year after that and um but the thing is the pandemic has taken sort of our family's sense of disor disorganization and turned it into disorientation and we have no sense of time anymore yeah, this is what we should be talking about actually i don't mean i don't want to we can still get to all the <laughs> other yeah well more time <laughs> like pope francis talks about I'm time like, being greater than space like, so it's related um no, literally <laughs> like like rachel like Today, send me like a list of like 20 questions. Like, 
Yeah, I'll get right on this, Rachel. No, but let me finish the story. So, so then, so this year, we we put my kids into into faith formation, like CCD, and so my oldest one, Stephen, he's actually getting confirmed tomorrow. Wow. Um, but so he was in confirmation class, and we figured since we'd have to put the other ones in, or we put the other ones in just to get rid of, you know. So we just had the little one, Lucy, at home. But and and because Stephen was in confirmation class, and the other two are are in first and sixth, not you know not sacraments, we made sure that he kind of stayed on top of doing his work, more or less. We got a note in like mid December from the DRE at our parish that was like, "Yeah, Elizabeth and Peter are a little behind. They haven't turned in any assignments yet this year." Look, give me their like, number, Mike. I'll call them on behalf. I'll be like, "These are the kids of the Mike Lewis." Well, you know, I don't even know how much they're picking up from. <laughs> I try. You write yeah. about this stuff all day long. This, yeah. I got you. Anyway. And I know what you guys, we are all, and I don't know who's watching. Um, do are we up to 23 yet? I think we're down 34. 34. Hi, oh. <laughs> everyone. Okay. Multiply <laughs> it by 10, though. Yes, people just people. dropped off. 32. 32 <laughs> people. As soon as I said it, they're like, oh no, they see me. I know. Um, okay. But I'm gonna just say that, like, I think that we're all, you know, in our little boxes, like having these experiences or looking back over the pandemic and having this experience of like my kids the only one who was like at the little zoom class for like months and then one day you're just like i don't know if something's wrong with your internet but nothing got turned in so i it's like once we start to like communicate with each other about our and this is very actually spiritual about you know our sort of shortcomings or our failures or the way that we feel like, you know, that we haven't been like, you know, hitting the bullseye and everything. Mm -hmm. It's like such a, like this is getting to Rachel's um, probing questions about like how <laughs> humor, right? How humor is like such a uniter, right? Mm-hmm. When there's like a, but people, I mean, you when people have, you know, debilitating tragedies in a life at a funeral home or in their, they're sitting together having a chemotherapy together. Yeah. Some of the most beautiful uh, moments of humor and laughter and human in uh, this love, right? And it's like, we have to just remember that humor is healing and it's a gift from God Amen. and it's a beautiful thing. So, um, and this will also apply to all the stuff about, what, you know, all the divisiveness in the church and things like that. It's like, there is kind of, you know, a solution on the horizon where we have to be able to laugh about it with each other. Mm-hmm. Trad, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Is it still called trad? It's trad, called trad. trad. trad yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we could facilitate this. I feel like we should do a skit show, Jeannie. Yeah. yeah. Let's do skit. Oh, parodies. Satire. Let's like. What's it called when you mix up words and some other words? So you've got drat, right? Yeah, anagrams. Or is that what it is? Yeah. You're playing, you're playing trad anagrams. Is that? Oh I don't know. God. I just wrote down drat just because I'm so tired. And I was like, that's not okay. <laughs> So anyway, but there's there's been moments between like myself and someone that I'm having some kind of like complete philosophical and theological debate with where it's been funny 
and mm-hmm. we both realized it at the same time and it just kind of levels everything off and so anyway just put a pin in that for later but let me just go back to this vacuuming story so basically i made this goal that i was going to vacuum my house every day during the pandemic and wear red lipstick because i was like i have to hang on to society in some ways because standards to have- feel human <laughs> yeah because when you have first of all by the way i never wore lipstick you know before but it was kind of like how like you know mike homeschooled and then when we all homeschooled he he was like i'm gonna send my kids to school in a pandemic <laughs> like, but it's kind of like the people who like never left their house were like i can't go exercising now and you're like yeah but you never did right <laughs> right yeah but anyway so i just was like i'm gonna make a vow to wear lipstick because you only you really only wear lipstick to go out right and so it was kind of like this, like, I'm going to like present to nobody and my kids that I'm like doing fine because I put some lipstick on. <laughs> I never did before. So I did that tonight just to make you guys all feel into mm, Looking all nice. Look at Leslie, you. Leslie Colvin uh, okay. is adding oh. that she started wearing lipstick at home a couple of months ago too. So. What a coincidence. Out of, our, out of our 30 viewers, one can relate. <laughs> No, and also Leslie, she's a star, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Star. Oh yeah. That star. That's my I mean, that's my I I've never actually been in the same room with her except for in a Zoom, but I just yeah. uh, love her. She's like my sister. I don't know how this happened, but she's amazing. Um, and you should have her as a guest, by the way. I mean, if she's wants to do it because she's just that's like good. her brain is like beautiful. Okay. Aww. So anyway, I decided so vacuuming. Also, <laughs> I'm going to yeah, put it on your wish list because she's brilliant. Okay. So anyway, after a couple of days of not vacuuming, I realized that that's not, um, you know, it's not making me happy to like step on sticky things and, you know, cause I'm not wearing shoes. Right. And I was like, okay, I have to vacuum this house every day to feel like it's livable. Mm-hmm. And, but by then putting my the lipstick, not so much, but the vacuuming <laughs> thing, became like, I have to vacuum still, right? Even though when I started to get really busy because all of a sudden like all the uh, not-for-profit sectors started to like kind of fall apart because all their benefits were canceled in May. And like a lot of charitable events that like my husband and I were gonna like perform at or speak at got canceled. So people were like, we're doing a Zoom benefit, you know, and uh, it wound up being like a really, really busy time. Mm. So it was like, we have a Zoom, we have a, you know, this cl- it was very, very crazy. And then I was like, I have to vacuum. Oh, <laughs> right? So then one day I realized that I was like, what am I, like, if I skip a day vacuuming, like, it will be gross, right? But it's not like skipping, like, you know, eventually I'll do it. And one day I realized, I'm just like, do I think that someone is going to like come over? Right? <laughs> it's like nobody, every, you look, they were boarding up with, like outside this, with all these lights outside, there were people boarding up windows. It was like <laughs> Armageddon, right? And you're like vacuuming. 
And I'm yeah. vacuuming, not only am I vacuuming, but I'm like, I don't have time to vacuum. And I'm like, I have to vacuum or something really horrible is going to happen. And I realized- Well, you in, invited a, America into your home every night for dinner. Yeah, but for no, you can't see if the you floor can't see that. the floor. You can't, you can't see, see the crumbs. So you can't see my room right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so then I realized that like I might've had some kind of weird fear. And this is like, you know, we all probably had moments of like losing our mind, like how Mike was just talking about family being disorganized, pandemic happens. And it just is like, what day is it? Yeah. You know, yeah. months and the kids teeth fall out and the new ones grow in. And you're like, was that, that like one day and it's, or a year, I don't know. So which kid are you? Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. So what I realized was, is that, you know, no one's coming over and I had to let go of this feeling that the door was going to open one day with like a camera crew being like, are your floors clean? We're, this was all a test. You've been punked. There's no pandemic. And we're just checking to see if you cleaned your floors and it went to your teeth last. And are there three or four teeth under your kid's pillow with no money? Ooh, nasty. That was your idea. I'm quite up. It wasn't my idea. It was my reality, not my idea. <laughs> it was it's amazing reality. how during those really stressful times, we try to like assert control over the situation though. Like that's even if it's just, I'm going to vacuum every day. For me, it was like, I'm going to shower and put on makeup. Like that'll make me feel yeah. good about this impossible end of the world yeah. scenario and everything. I do, I, I do have to add that I did not shower. I just put on the lipstick. <laughs> you just, you just did the lipstick. Just another just layer. The lipstick. Another Zoom layer has no it. smell. You know what I'm yeah. saying? True. Um, it's true. Yeah. Praise God. God Praise is so God. good. I know. God is so good. Okay. Is, can I just say, I know I'm going to lose a lot of you guys right now. Do we have 30 yet? 29? We oh, we're, still over we're, we're hovering. We're, we're holding still. Ever since Leslie chimed oh, in. Oh, no. You guys just all froze. Steady. You all froze. Everyone we're, froze. Nope. Okay, good. Okay. Um, <laughs> she okay. Needs what no it's like that's a panic like you're giving a talk and all of a sudden you're like <laughs> and you're like oh no so um, we lost Jeannie and she'll never come back I'll never come back um yeah that's so bad. what were we talking about before I had a brain uh uh aneurysm but that's not funny <laughs> no um, yeah, what we were just talking about was we were, like, we're talking about control yeah, over a control. situation. Okay. Yes. So then. that was like how I felt like I could control things and Zoom has no smell. Zoom has, that's where we. Smell of vision has not been and invented. And praise God. No. Yeah. Praise God. So did you find that your experience of like having gone through your whole brain tumor experience of like being stuck in your apartment and hooked up to all these machines. And, you know, you wrote this whole book when life gives you pairs, which I know Mike wants to ask you about. Well, I, uh, I want to do a, about, no, like, no, no, how, no. I have a, I, I learned how to do this during cover. the last episode oh, of the boy. critical Catholic watch. Oh boy. Okay. There we go. Isn't that There's exciting? Several years I feel like Mike, I feel like you really want to like Photoshop your face under there and be like, yeah. you know, one of the kids hanging out with the pairs. I feel like that's I, what all of this kind of fixation has been about, really. That's a good cover. <laughs> but you know my complaint, Jeannie, is that like I was expecting. So first of all, there go. are at least I think there's seven pairs on the cover of this book. And there's this scenario where it looks like you're saving your family from giant pairs that are falling from the sky. Mm -hmm. And I didn't 
I didn't, I didn't, I must've missed that part in the book because right. it didn't, you know, it didn't, right. it didn't happen. It was yeah. a very, that's a very uh, literal interpretation. It is that. a very little. I mean, they look really distressed in that, in that picture. So I, I don't know. I'm just, this is okay. One other thing. And sorry. And then Rachel, you can that's start like asking the, the questions. Okay, you were that's making. like the daddest dad joke ever. <laughs> Like that is she like knows dad jokes too. That you need to get a father of the year award for that one. That's Thank you. One. That for worst dad joke. Anyway, okay. So okay. here's here's the other thing. This is the other thing. So when I so like reading that book and then seeing um you know the dinner with the Gaffigans and it, when you go, Katie Michael Patrick, like that was my mom's like so the like that's your three four and five and you also have Mari who's number one. Our number four was Mary, but one, two, three, and my one, two, three in my family were Katie, Michael, Patrick, and yours are Katie, Michael, Patrick. So it like I brings know. back memories. Cool. So anyway. I know that's really, that, no, that's really that is really cool because it's like, um, you know how you when you have kids you blend their names together, mm -hmm. like that's like a thing, right? Yeah. And you yell at them in the exact same order every time. Melinda, what? What? How are you not? I didn't even know their names, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Thing one, thing two. Not to blend what you don't know. Right. So yeah. Um, I used the wrong sounds, names. It just sounds like an extra step. I just blend. I Actually, I, I call my Elizabeth Mary, my little sister, and I call my son Stephen Patrick after my brother Patrick. But they say that like your brain compartmentalizes like the people you love. And there's a reason why you tangle up your Aww. kids and your siblings and stuff like that. That's and you, you get those wrong because you're drawing from a different part of your brain than like, you know, people you do podcasts with or, you know, whatever. Just, actually, no, you guys are like in there too now. It's like, it's so like, you, do you call your Rachel, kids now? Dave, Rachel, Dan, Melinda, no. whatever your name is, you know. <laughs> So okay. I have to say that my transition, because basically what happened was, is that my husband, um, who is an entertainer, um, <laughs> went, like, got a job because he, like, touring stopped, right? Anything with traveling or large crowds, that's kind of our thing, right? Traveling in large crowds. So he got a job um, in Canada. Um and it, in the pandemic, and you have all these travel restrictions, and then you everywhere you go, you have to quarantine for two weeks, and then it was a whole thing, and you can't leave. So we, because you know, it was a work opportunity. Um, at the time, I thought, yeah, I mean, I didn't know it was going to be so long, but um, I thought maybe people getting vaccinated, I would find like a sitter or a helper or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, so anyway, it's been like really challenging. And to answer um, Rachel's question, like my uh, payer experience was the a prequel to the pandemic because it, it was my personal pandemic, right? Like I couldn't go anywhere. The world was stopped. I was sick. I was afraid of getting sicker. Um, it was very similar and I had to learn all these lessons about myself and, you know, my love and control and all that stuff mm -hmm. and God. So, um, so at first I was like, this is like, you know, I kind of was like, yeah, this is what I was saying. It was like, it might not be a brain tumor, but something's coming mm -hmm. and be ready for it because it's coming and everything's 
that you like is going to be really hard to obtain. Mm-hmm. And it might not, it, it, you read it in my book. I literally said it's coming something. I, as your life goes on more and more, um, you know, crises happen and you get stronger to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of you have um, friends or family who's had a tragedy when they were a kid, like a sibling that was, you know, died or God forbid, something really bad happened to them. And they're just like really, really, really mature and together. Like it's a growth, pain mm-hmm. is a growth. So I, um, although I did have some like prep for this, the once the um, dad left, and I'm not saying that Jim is like my, you know, he's not like cooking me dinner or, you know, well, yeah, he is cooking me dinner sometimes, but he is. I've seen this cooking show. He makes. I was saying, none of the eyes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he is exposed. He, he yeah. made toast. He used the real bread, not the fake yeah. stuff. Yes. He, yep. He I feel like I saw him cooking chicken fingers one time with a little boy. Yeah, yeah no, he cook, he microwaves and grills and stuff. So, yeah, no, and it's very helpful, believe me. But it, it's something about not having that other adult in the house that was like, like I was not, I, you know, it was kind of like being going through my sickness, but having like no nurses and you know what I mean? Like, like, all right, you're this sick and now you're the nurse. And not only that, but you're in charge of all these other people who are having like problems in school and problems with emotions and going through puberty by themselves with no other friends around and, learning stuff on TikTok that they are way too young to learn. You know, a lot of, yes, a lot of stuff happening. So that, so that that presented a a really, really, really big personal challenge for me. Um, And more so because Jim was gone. So, and that we weren't in the New York because that's where my, like, it's easier to do things. Like there's a 24 hour pharmacy. When someone gets sick, you just, you know, it's like a very convenient place to live. So, um, and then especially in the pandemic, like everything became delivered and everything, but they have to be open, right? So in New York, like you, something's always open. So then, so I'm in the country and no gym, and then things start to kind of turn around where there's, you know, you know, uh, you can go to mass again. There's things to do outside. People are going back to school and wearing masks and, you know, and so I'm in a situation where I'm like, okay, I could do some of this stuff, but it's enormously difficult because even when like my daughter Katie got really sick and I took her to the hospital, like I didn't have a, a sitter. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I had a, it was a very different experience. So, and also, um, by the way, Jim adopted a dog um, for the kids while, and I was kind of like, no. Because not that I'm like a cool like animal hater, but I just knew that like eventually it was gonna, you know, the quinifers bite me in the butt. So, <laughs> so basically, um, what happened recently was my because my son, who's a freshman in high school, school is hybrid. All the distance learning kids, because my kids were all distance learning, because we relocated, right? So I did mass virtually in my parish. I went to live masses around where I was, but I couldn't drive, you know, two, three hours to go to mass in my parish. So I did my parish virtually. 
and my religious ed class and stuff like that, that I teach and my kids did their um, religious ed classes over Zoom and things like that. But um, eventually um, my son's school was like, we're requiring exams in person because they had a good protocol and they just couldn't get it. They couldn't figure out a way to do final exams like with zoom and, mm-hmm. you know, there's something called digi exam where everything else in your computer shuts down, but you could literally have another computer next to you and be look Googling all the answers. Like there's no way to be so able like, to monitor it. So right. I was like, okay, <laughs> so I'm coming back to the city and I'm going to, but I also had a situation where I had a homeschool teacher coming for my little boys because that's what really messed me up during the vacuuming, uh, oh, right? The vacuuming <laughs> phase. I have a kid who's like- Those little kids on the- Leave me alone. I, I got it, mom. I got it, mom. You know, and they basically the way that they figured it out, which means they didn't, when they first went virtual with school, they were like, we're going to have a morning meeting at 8.30 and everyone's going to log in, get all these assignments, and then we're going to present them at 3.30. Oh, that's like, so who's going to be sitting with the kids so they're not watching TV all day? Oh, <laughs> the vacuumer, you know, with the phone <laughs> Zoom she's running. So at least you were vacuuming. I mean, points for that. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I do. I should get points. But the thing is, Melinda, is that there were no points. There were no oh, points, no prizes. No, wait. So in this scenario, me, who really did nothing at all, won. You did. I'm not taking it like that. You yeah, because cool. you probably, you're drinking a glass of wine, and I'm like oh. having a mental breakdown. That's so, correct. <laughs> anyway, long story short, um, I went to uh, New York for these things, brought the kids, um, dog, and then it turned out that the dog was terrified of, going to, you know, I don't want to, you know, dogs, dogs, uh, eliminate their liquid. I know you don't like oh to. Oh my God. <laughs> We're not going to do this. <laughs> word. I know that I heard there was no cursing on this show. I accidentally did. The anything. dog didn't want to make a tinkle on the street <laughs> because there were a lot of corns honking and stuff like that. And there was like, she was like, this is like awkward. And I'm not, there's no trees and Can't whatever. So it turns out that's not good. And it could be a crisis because days are going by, right? Wait, wait, wait. This dog is up in your house and hasn't tinkled yet? No, like- that, it got resolved today, but it was a whole thing. And I, my- You said it peed on your carpet today. Yes. Oh, but, no. Like, but it was like three days worth. And <laughs> but listen, but here's the other thing is that the Lord in his uh, mercy and- because uh, I always do say Mother Mary, like, I can't, like, please, I need you because I don't know what to do. Um, that chick was like, that's a dog peeing. Like, I'm going to go back and say that the dog peeing was actually a really positive thing because it could have been like a vet thing, right? So yeah. I was happily pouring vinegar on my carpet and scrubbing <laughs> it off because I was like, you know what I mean? And there's a metaphor in there, okay? Because it's beautiful. So it's a beautiful metaphor. Right. But I was out on the street this morning walking back and forth after having a, my first teenage fight with my 12-year-old. Aww. Like, you know, how they're like, I can wear whatever I want. I'm my own person. And I was like, you know, you can't wear that to mass, right? 
right? And then there's like, but it's not fair, you know. Then mm -hmm. I was like, what? Good, you were just a little girl with like bows in your hair, and I could do whatever I wanted, and say yes. do this, and you say yes, and now you're saying no, and I'm so I'm having all these weird things. So I'm back in New York. Dog's not peeing. I'm pacing around. Um, one of the um, moms, I want a mom chat, okay? And it's like, who has the math homework? It's like that kind of thing. Or what time is the whatever? And one of the moms is like, is it formal uniform and mass today? And I'm like, because it's like a really big deal because there's always school class masses, but they all got canceled. So now the head of school is like, we're doing the class masses because we figured it out and we we're vaccinated and like we're wearing masks and because so I feel like I know so much about your life right now, Jeannie. It's incredible. Mom chats, formal uniform. And I go, oh, my gosh, my daughter. I knew that it was mass, but I didn't know it was formal uniform. And so but it wasn't. It turned out it wasn't. But it still was kind of, you know, not a completely appropriate outfit for masks. It was denim, denim jumper, which sounds cute, but it had like fringe. <laughs> It had fringe, yeah, right. you know what I mean? So, I mean, it was cute for, you know, other things, but not mass. So, um, I mean, in that sense. So then on, I was like, oh, my daughter just left for school and she's not wearing uniform. So I don't know what's happening. So then another mom is like, are you back in the city? Because I realized that I was just like answering texts when everyone was like, when are you coming back to the city? And she was like, oh my God, are you back? She's like, I moved to your neighborhood. And I said, oh, my gosh. And I told her about the dog. And she's like, my daughter's home from college. Nothing to do. And she's like, do you want her to walk your dog? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, Lord. Like, That's all mercy. You understand? The Lord has mercy. <laughs> because I'm like, all of a sudden, we move next door. And I have a teenage daughter who's, who's in college and home and done with school. And she's, like, going to walk the dog. Like, walk the dog. Like, she better keep the dog after the that dog. Like, Show me you exist and send me <laughs> someone to help me. And like it was like bam. So anyway, I'm just sure. saying. Mm. But being back in the apartment is very off-putting to me because I'm having these flashbacks of when the confusion, right? Yeah. So when we were like, what's happening? And like people yeah. in Italy, the you know, they were like turning away. People are like, no, you're too old. You can't get a ventilator. Remember that? And it was like, wait a minute, yeah. what's happening? So in uh, end of the long answer is that, that like, I'm answer. not, it's not like I'm like, well, good thing I had a brain tumor and wrote a book <laughs> because I'm so good at handling everything. Because, you know, it's a constant process of setting boundaries to yourself, realizing you're not in control, and then just saying, Lord, I have literally no idea what I'm doing. I'm failing as a mentor. I love that part. Need your help, and it's like ring college student, unemployed, <laughs> needs job, walking dog. You know, it was like amazing. So I just think that the end of this uh, long tirade that is not <laughs> is it, it was long. <laughs> it was long, but it is. Um, you know, keep on knocking, and the door shall be opened. Onto you. Okay, my beautiful. Mike, oh, okay. I have a really, I actually, one of the things that you said made me kind of think because, um, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about parenting and you mentioned like kids who have some kind of trauma or, you know, experience something 
heavy in their lives, you know, it changes them, it matures them. And I know that, you know, maybe your maybe your two little ones aren't old enough to remember, but your older kids were definitely, I mean, when you were in the hospital and you, you know, you came home and you were on all kinds of, you're still attached to oxygen and, and other things. Like, do you think that that they you know, grew up a lot more you know, than? I know where you're going with this and in a way, um, yes. And I'm grateful that we had this growing pains as a family, but I think that what I'm talking about is like, my situation turned out good, right? Yeah. So I had a yeah. situation where I, the outcome, and kids are very resilient, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, that's why there is going to be some fallout from this pandemic, but academically and things like that, I think there is going to be like a dip in scores if kids didn't absorb as much or things were weird or there might be like, there is, there was some tears like when, you know, it, it was, there was some adjustments socially and stuff like that when kids saw their friends. I mean, my kids are definitely going through a bit of emotional upheaval right now. We're coming back to New York, um, but kids are very resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm actually talking about is like when it doesn't, like when someone, they lose somebody, mm-hmm. like, like think something happens where, you know, mom doesn't come back from the hospital. Yeah. Or your brother doesn't come back from riding a skateboard down the street when you're a kid. And like, I've met, there's certain people that I've met and they don't open with that. They don't open with their pain of their childhood. Like people don't open with that. They just become, you become close to people. And then eventually you're like, oh wait, I thought you were an only child. You know what I mean? And then they're like, no, there's this whole other thing that happened. What I'm talking about is in those situations, and this is not, I, you know, I'm hoping that my kids are, you know, grow because of it, but um, it's not the same as when you yeah. completely lose someone. And I think that what I'm talking about is like that there's different levels of growth, right? There's growth. We all, we all know, and Melinda, you've shared horrific things that have happened to you and you've, grown in your spirituality and your ability to forgive your ability to love. So you're, <laughs> you don't want to go back there and like, be like a little more, you know, I can get more growth out of this having experience, mm-hmm. but you can now acknowledge that that pain helped you grow. Oh, absolutely. So what I'm saying is that the, some of the people that have had uh, real crises, you think, you know, uh, from what, you would expect from, you know, the world is that, oh, that person's going to be so messed up or whatever. But the Mm -hmm. truth is they're not. Mm -hmm. They grew up and they understood. They're like, oh, wait, I have to be grateful for what I have. And so, um, you know, my kids are are great, but they're not like some kind of like wizard uh, maturity kids at all. They're very, you know, they're very average uh, like, my kids are very average. They are. They're very like. I mean, I mean, of course, I think like, mine are above yeah, average. Like, we still are like arguing about that they can wear holes in their pants to mass. You know what I mean? Yeah. They. I think my kids forgot how to go to mass during the pandemic. Like they just right. forgot. Like, well, I mean, are why you guys can't I wear my jeans? Are going? Do you not feel that giant crumb on your face? Like. Have you forgot? Like we're at some point, we're going to have to go back into public, 
and you're going to have to eat like a, not like an animal. And I don't know how, because I used to actually, did any of you guys ever like any, because I know Melinda didn't, because I'm just guessing that if you don't like, if you don't like, you know, the things that I'm not going to say that the truth. Bodily fluids. Right. I mean, we can talk about it. We can do this. Right. But I'm actually starting a live stream called bodily fluids that I want you to talk about. <laughs> so no, anyway, so I um used to watch this zombie show, right? I don't want to do any advertising, but it was like, about, but it was about, you know, it wasn't just about like zombies eating you. It was like, a cultural study of like how certain people react to the apocalypse. Right. And there's people who are good and there's people who are like eating each other immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I remember thinking like, wait a minute, this happened two years ago and these people are already eating each other. Like that would never happen. Now I'm like, yeah, it would. This concludes part one of our interview with Jeannie Gaffian. Stay tuned for part two.